0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. I am Bill Knight, and the uh, very lovely Pat
1: Farnack is there. By the way, Pat, you made a point Hi. yesterday, and I, and, and I think those two bullies kind of sloughed over it. You were making a point that uh, what if Joe Biden were to win? And we kind, of, we kind of danced around that, and it was actually, it's a question that, uh, you know. Deserves answering. It, <laughs> worth answering. Like, what if he wins? Where do we who deserve to be ignored? Have you ever been on a plane and you know they used to say, and eh, if you get sick, there's a vomit distress bag. There should be a voting distress bag. You know that they <laughs> hand out at the.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just in case. That's true. Uh, I but don't.
2: You know, don't you? Don't you feel invigorated today?
0: Well, y- yeah. And
2: still, a, you know, a, th- a, a threat, but. uh it was invigorating to watch last night. Yeah, and the to uh just be part of
0: that, I even as a
2: viewer. <laughs>
0: the uh the vote was fifty-one percent for Trump, uh twenty-one point three for DeSantis, and nineteen percent for for Haley. So Divick
1: suspended and dropped out.
0: Yeah. And he's gonna be campaigning for Trump and he threw mm. his endorsement behind Trump, which I thought was was interesting, especially since they had kind of a testy little uh back and forth uh, earlier this week so you know well, you, you
1: know you could see it coming though because earlier uh just a week or two ago he suspended his you know uh, money uh, you know spending money for uh you know buying ads and everything and that to me was an indication saying okay this guy sees that this money is not going to do anything for him so he was going to go here and give it the last shot and He did. And now he's going to say, okay, if I want to be a part of this, I've got to sit there and step aside. And I think Trump kind of signaled last night, you know, after it was over, you know, and I've I've likened campaigning, especially for Trump, like a wrestling match. You see these guys, you know, they're sitting there calling each other names and all of that. But then when the end of the day is done, the show is over. They get together and ride in the same cars to the next city to go and do their thing again. I'm not saying this is all staged, but I, I'm saying Trump sees it kind of like this jousting is what they have to do. Yeah, and I think his niceties last night were to sit there and say, "Okay, guys, you di- you guys did a great job. We all did a great job, but this game is over. Let's all get on board together here."
0: Well, yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, President Trump spoke. Last night, around a quarter to eleven, our time, and uh, he even was very—he was very conciliatory to uh, the other people. Listen.
3: Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time, and most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout! What a crowd! And I really think this is time now for everybody our country to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing that's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important, and I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. i want to thank uh, some of the great people we have so many senators if i go through every name we'll be here all night and everybody's going to get angry at me but the senators the congressmen from washington they came down from all different states i want to thank you very much i want to congratulate ron and nikki for having a, a good a good time together we're all having a good time together <laughs> Both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see Carrie Lake. Congratulations, Carrie. I spotted her, I have to announce, because she's terrific. She's gonna be a senator, a great senator, I predict, right? You're gonna be a great senator. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%, and that's an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. I think most importantly, I want to thank my incredible wife, uh, First Lady, I'll say former and maybe future.
0: (laughs) Any went on for like uh another half hour <laughs> we could be here all morning just just playing his uh his speech, but I thought it was interesting how how kind he was to uh the his the opponents I thought and very
2: I, very pleasant tone too yeah very mm-hmm. pleasant tone uh of of that speech and uh almost laid back uh positive but but laid back. I was impressed
0: he had uh, his sons behind him. And he yep. had uh, other people who were there supporting him in Iowa. Um, and he mentioned Carrie Lake; she was out there uh, going to different functions for for him. Who do you think he's going to pick for vice president? Do you think uh, I th- think she's going to be on the short list? Don't you think so, Carrie Lake?
2: I think so. Yeah. I mean, know, she has it all, doesn't she?
1: But here's something that I was thinking. Because think about this now. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you'd mentioned, we'd mentioned it before, too, that Tucker could be on the list. Now, imagine Kerry is a senator. Let her go in and be a senator for the four yes. years and then bring Tucker in as the VP. Because then he would be the setup to go to the president. She could come in. They're both they're, they're the right age, come in as the VP then. A whole different you don't have two politicians now. You have two conservative media type people that know how to play that game. And wouldn't that be a game changer? And then she could be
0: in contention after that. Yeah. Um I think a lot of it has to do with egos. I don't know who thinks they can wait to be president. I mean, I, I think she uh I think she's sincere. She's very smart, very articulate. She has a nice presence on camera. Uh, she can win people over. I think she, she might. I mean, Tucker does too, but Tucker's not a politician. Do you know what I'm well, saying? Well, neither was Trump.
1: And I mean, no, you know, I realize.
0: Yeah, but, but I, I think there's a difference between Trump and Tucker. I, I really do. I think tr- Tucker's more of a journalist. He, mm-hmm. he thinks of himself more as a journalist. I don't think Trump ever thought of himself as a journalist. He was never a journalist. He was He was a celebrity you know, um, and a businessman. Tucker, he thinks of himself as this neutral kind of guy. He does. I mean, whether he he acts this way or not, he he thinks of himself as a guy who can look at uh, either side of an issue and just pick the right side, no matter who, you know, what side it's on. And
2: maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's what we need now. We need somebody who's more um, right. Well, not that he's right down the middle, but, but, he 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 tries to be more objective than
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: a politician would would be. Uh, I think he'd be a great choice.
0: Oh, I I think yeah. he's I think the the world of Tucker. I think he's got uh, courage, and uh, he's you know he's not afraid to challenge people who need to be challenged. You saw you saw it. Um, uh, I mean, when when Fox came down with a hammer on him, he was resilient. He didn't bend. You know, he he actually went out and found a, a new platform and got more people watching his program. Uh, you know, people who are used to traditional television don't realize this, but he has like between 15 and 30 million people watching his his new program. And it's is,
2: only going to grow. Yeah. It's only yeah. going to, to grow. I, I was very impressed by the fact that he didn't whine. When he was um, fired, Mm -hmm. he didn't Mm -hmm. whine. He didn't uh, start lashing out and calling names. He just went about his business. It was very impressive.
1: He picked up and carried on. But you know what? I I know one thing for sure in in this debate of who's going to be, you know, Trump's running mate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the decision's been made and only one person knows, and that's Trump. And that's it. And he's holding that card for a little while, but sooner or later he's going to reveal it.
0: Well, I'll tell you. Speaking of whiners, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rachel Maddow was on MSNBC oh, yesterday. The clown parade, yeah, and she was happy about what happened yesterday. Listen.
4: We are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country. We are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. We're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government. The leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm-hmm. But people wanting that Correct. is a much mm-hmm. bigger part mm-hmm. of that That's equation. Right. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before. And I know because I've been studying this, but once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leaders are interchangeable. And yes, Trumpism is sometimes what we call it, Mm -hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it. But there is an authoritarian Mm -hmm. movement inside Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm -hmm. They are pushing Trump to get more and more extreme because the more extreme things he says the more they more they adhere and that that is coming from a very large proportion of the american right that adheres to the republican party and that's why this is a republican party problem more than it is the problem Mm -hmm. of one man and his
0: boy it's scary that's rachel maddow last night but you know the
1: the funny thing is is that she's accusing the republicans Kind of the reverse play of what we've been saying that Democrats have been doing all along—the radical left and everything—and you know, Joe Biden's probably not calling the shots. It's something underneath that, you know, and something bigger and uglier, uh, which it's hard to imagine. You know, are they just trying to sit
0: there? Well, let's, and, let's and, look at let's look at uh, who has political prisoners right now. Is it the Republicans or the Democrats? Democrats. It's the Democrats. They, they've got they've got these people in Washington. Some of them have not had um, a trial yet. They've been in prison for two and a half years. Some of them uh, are uh, old ladies. Uh, Some of them are uh, people who were just on the lawn of the Capitol, didn't even go into the Capitol. I mean, who has the political prisoners? It's her side. Trump didn't put people in jail, although I think he uh, (laughs) may, I think the second time around, I think it's going to be a different. I do think they have a. Uh, something to be concerned with on on the left, because I think if he becomes president again and there is a true honest to God justice, there will be uh, some people who uh, have done some heinous things. They'll be going to they'll be going to prison. Yeah, I could you be were, wrong, I'm, but that's well, just my opinion.
2: Bit, this is just like uh, Hillary Clinton calling um, the other side deplorables. I mean, it's it's just uh, 2024. The version of the of that same attack. It, it, it's it's hard to believe. You mean
0: you mean this bat? You could put half of Trump's supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables.
3: <laughs> right? The racist, sexist, homophobic,
2: xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. And unfortunately, there are people
0: like that. Okay. I'm not I'm not going to go on. Jim. You're
2: good. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I'm fast on the old trigger finger, you know. Yes. Um, yes. She she uh, had no problem saying that with no consequence, really. uh uh-huh. I mean, I, I look at Trump uh, with all that they say he does. Uh, he didn't put people in jail. You know, he was no. actually he could have. You know, he'd go to rallies and his fans would be saying lock her up when he'd mention the name Hillary. Lock her up, lock her up. And he'd smile and laugh and and just brush it off. But Hillary really would like to see him in jail. I think, you know, in the reverse, I don't think she'd hesitate. You know, he is a, um, I got to tell you, I was thinking last night when I watched the victory speech, God bless him, I, I wish him safety and security because there's an element in our society, I'm afraid, that, just doesn't want this man to be president. And, yes, he's going to get a, probably a victory in New Hampshire and then one in South Carolina. And and the more he gets, the stronger he gets, the more dangerous, I'm afraid, it's going to be for him. Do you know, I think that, that there's going to be an element out there that's not going to let him or not going to want him to be president, and they'll do whatever it takes. I George Soros, people don't know this, but there's a story that George Soros is paying a hundred dollars for people to come to the polls last night, Democrats, and register as Republicans and vote against Trump. Hundred bucks. Yeah, that, but it, I think, I I think the uh, the crowd, the Democrats
1: that we're we're talking about, I think the numbers are shrinking. Um, I mean, twenty eight percent of Democrats now admit that they're Democrats. The rest don't. Uh, I did notice too, you know, you can always see the democratic machine and the diehards that, you know, like on social media last night, before it was over, does your stomach turn? I sure do thinking about what's going on. And then they had the terrible memes because they go to that, uh, you know, vote Democrat site or whatever they, uh, uh, they call it. And they have all those memes made up. Now, back in 2020, I mean you'd go page after page but all these democrats were united in posting this stuff and it was they believed everything that was spewed out and they cu- accused us of falsely posting stuff but that number has dwindled i think i saw two last night of those negative memes and that was it
0: you know and you know with with ai right now do you think you're going to get a lot of ai generated stuff thrown at the
1: Oh sure, I, I I demonstrated that with a piece of audio about a week ago.
0: I mean, are you going to see um, comments and people post? You know, supposedly people posting on websites uh, comments that are not real, lots of them, AI generated. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, yeah. this these these are <coughs> these are weird times. These are not normal times. Um, Joy Reed. She had a different. She had a different take. She had a different take last night. She said it. It really wasn't a good. Iowa wasn't a good example because it's too white. Listen, and I think
4: to the point that you made, Steph. I mean, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, And I don't care how much the Donald Trump likes her, which will ramp up a lot, the better she does in New Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis' only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white Americans. while we
0: have unbelievable everything mm. is race on the other side everything is is race not well, qualifications yeah, they like to call that card but uh you know Nikki did
1: it, it, you know she's she was sitting there saying that well you know she's never really appealed to the maga and probably never will is she conceding towards Trump or is she conceding to what Joy's talking about and going, yeah, you know what? Maybe I gotta play this race card. You know, maybe I gotta succumb to that and do that. You know, whatever it takes to to because
0: I don't know that she's a true conservative. Oh, she who who Nikki? Nikki. Oh, she's yeah. not a wait, wait. Flag on the play, <laughs> pull over to the side of the road. She is not a conservative, at all. She's don't not know. a conservative. She she is um supported by the mainstream, a lot of Democratic money behind her, she vacillates. Uh, if if a a political opinion goes in a certain direction, she follows it. She doesn't have solid principles that she stands by. She goes with the flow. She is uh, she's somebody who said, "What did she say recently that just floored me?" Oh, immigrants! I mean, look at, I think that if you're leaving the country because because uh, you're being persecuted. You should have a refuge, and I think the U.S. is a great place for that. But uh, 90% of the people who are coming across our border aren't coming because they're being persecuted. I mean, are they being persecuted in China when they get on an airplane and f- and fly, what is it, uh, 4,000 miles and then, then walk across the border? Or uh, are they being persecuted when they're coming from the Ukraine to the southern border and then walking across our border? How about the, the ones from Ar- Iran? Uh, who are coming across the southern border? I, I mean, well,
2: that's it, Jim. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know if they're just seeking a better mm-hmm. life. If they're, t- we don't know what they are. It would be nice to know. Well, how do we vet good them? Idea. Well, that's, how
0: do we vet them? That's well, you vet them by you bring them all back and you ask them questions, and, and you don't just. They were waving them on to buses, Bill. Uh, you know? I know, just come on, uh, come on, and you you're illegal. Come on. You know, and they don't want you to call them illegals anymore. They're uh, they're immigrants. My my ancestors were immigrants. Your ancestors were immigrants. They had to check in when they got to the country. I think I mentioned my grandmother, who was the last immigrant in my family. She spent two weeks by herself mm. on uh, in a dormitory at Ellis Island because she was she had arrived alone and she was twenty two and she was unchaperoned. You know, I mean. Well, that's not
2: only that, they they really checked for uh, disease, for tuberculosis, and and for a lot of other things before they had to make sure that uh, you weren't uh, contagious. Yeah. <laughs> and you, came yeah, to and the you know, country. Pat, there's has, a big, has this, that happened here? No, there's a big I mean, upswing.
0: No. There's a big upswing. There's a, we're seeing more cases of TB now. Yeah. In our country, I'm just wondering what else are they bringing into the country? You know. Uh, it could be uh, anything, really. I mean, I think I read that they have polio problems now that they haven't seen before. I mean that you cannot let a sea of people come across a border unchecked and wave them into different cities and, and not do physical examinations and check their health history. They just They're just letting them in. You know, they don't they, they pretend to care about uh, all these people. But they don't because if they cared about these the, the strangers that are coming into our country, wouldn't they care for the people who are already here? wouldn't they care for the people that may be getting infected by these diseases wouldn't they be concerned about how about the drug situation fentanyl things well, like that? I guess maybe we just uh, come up with
1: a super vaccine that cures everything
0: what's it, what we did yeah right what we don't trust I don't think anymore are yeah, the vaccines. vaccines. Didn't you just tell me about, there was a soap actor, a young guy who was in great physical shape, you know, he was, I think, 50 years old, and he had proudly, you know, bragged that he got all the vaccines, all the vaccinations, and then all of a sudden, in his sleep, he died?
1: Yeah, yeah, there was that, Howard Stern has always been a pro-vaxxer and and everything, and all of a sudden, you know, and he's been vaxed and boosted, and then he got
0: it. And he goes, oh, "You don't want this?" It's like, I don't want the vax. You well, know, what because- good is a vaccine if you get the darn disease you're supposed to be protected from? I mean, don't you get the vaccine so you don't get sick? But you get the vaccine and you still get sick. Why? Do you- why get the vaccine? I- 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 well, that just if-, if
1: you could trust the vaccine, I think. But you know, there's been so much. Look, we don't even know about this virus 100%. You know, it, we we kind of know the origins and whatnot, but we we don't know much else about it. So we got to get to the bottom of it.
0: I still think Tamar Hamlin, the uh, football player for the uh, Buffalo Bills, who collapsed last year on the field, you know, all mm-hmm. those guys had had gotten all the vaccines, and and I it seems like a lot of young people have been falling over during the past. Year and a year and a half, you know, uh, with cardiac problems. What do they call myocarditis? Being, myocarditis, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, and once you're a heart patient,
1: you're always a heart patient. Once you go through that, that's it. You know, you're going to be on some form of
0: medication and doctor's care for the rest of your life. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, if we have a new some kind of new virus that is introduced to the population as we get closer to the election. Do you think people are smart enough nowadays to realize that they're being scammed? Or do you think they'll just fall in line like they did during the COVID pandemic? I mean, we all dutifully got in line. I got two two of the four shots, you know, like a good little puppy. I was there. Yeah, this arm, just jab me in this arm, you know. Uh, well, would... but
2: but uh, uh, Jim, it made sense, didn't it? I mean, yeah, uh, we I... are all we are all of a certain age, right? yeah, and most of the people who died were older people. so it it, it made sense for us at the time yes. what we knew uh, yes, to uh, do the patriotic thing as well as for ourselves and 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 get the shot. yes, uh, well,
0: you know Pat, when I, I do you remember I know you're a lot younger than I am. But uh, but do you remember um, the swine flu epidemic back in the 70s? Sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, we were in our 20s, my wife and I, and we both went and got the shot in the morning. Um, the first one to get sick in my house, violently sick that day, was my wife. Here she was in her 20s with two little kids, and she was, I'm talking about, it was like someone hit a light switch, and she got deathly ill, and then, like a light switch, later in the afternoon, early evening, she got better. As she got better, I got you sick. You got worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sick for the whole evening. And um, and then they came out, and all of a sudden, they just stopped giving it. They stopped. They pulled it back, the, the uh, swine flu vaccinations. Yeah. And, and I should have learned then, but I didn't, that you can't, when the government is throwing these things at people, are they, you don't know whether they're truly tested and vetted, because you trust the government but I trusted the government which I think 99% of the people who got the vaccination this time around trusted the government. we had this uh, we had this dignified looking doctor fauci. we had uh, this uh, this smart looking airy dyed doctor uh, what what was her name uh, Deborah Burks uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, with her scarfs. We had these people telling us. How, I love
2: those scarves. They
0: were me. nice. They, <laughs> they, they, they look better on you than me. Um, but, but, I mean, she was up there saying, get the shots, get the vaccines. It's good for you. So a lot of, a lot of people would look at that and say, oh, no. I, I, they said it's a smart thing to do, so I think we should get it. And, and now I, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, I read these things from other doctors who have said we were blackballed during the, uh, the COVID crisis. And we couldn't, we tried to get our message out, but they wouldn't let us get the message out. I mean, social media blocked a lot of intelligent and qualified doctors from giving the other side of the, the COVID uh, situation. You know, they, a lot of doctors said, look, it, it is a, a bad thing to get. You got to be very careful, but you can get through it. We have ways of treating it.
2: I think, mm-hmm. I think that they, they didn't trust us to make the quote unquote right decision
0: um so
2: they had to to just say this is this is going to do it you need to to uh uh take the shot and one of the reasons why i thought about it was comorbidities um if you have high blood pressure or or if you're older as we talked about uh didn't it make sense mm-hmm. to take that extra precaution it, well it yeah to me at the time right um uh, yeah, I, I, no, I, you're I right. know
0: you're right. You're right. But I, uh, looking back now, I think this is. I know this sounds crazy, but I think a lot of it was political. I think they wanted to be able. They wanted an excuse to make mail-in ballots the norm. And They knew that if there was one thing that they could manipulate, it was mail-in ballots. And so it was
1: a show, is what you're trying to say.
0: Well, they 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 wanted you to. They wanted you to stay home not go to the the polling place they wanted you to vote by mail and they because they can manipulate that and i think they did and i'd love to see everybody stay at home again this time around and mail well, in the ballots i think they'll
1: balance. try i think they'll try i think they'll do more than try i think they're going to do it you know i mean uh it worked before so why won't it work again
0: well uh i i i hope the the country's smarter by now i hope they realize that they're being scammed. I, I do believe that they uh, there's an element out there. That right now, as we speak, they're having uh, the meeting in Davos, Switzerland, with the World Economic Forum. An, an, <laughs> another meeting with those happy, jolly people who are trying to destroy our lives, you know, for mm-hmm. the sake of humanity. Uh, they'll fly in in their huge Gulf Streams. Sucking in all that that oxygen and putting out all those carbons, but don't worry, they paid for carbon credits. That's right, they are so rich they bought other people's carbon credits so they could go out there and pollute the air with peace of mind. And that's the rest of us.
1: Go ahead. The rest of us have to sit there and suck up and say, you know what, we got to go to net zero like Gore wants. And we'll go back to the Stone Ages, but uh, at least the oligarchs who have the carbon credits can fly around in their jets and yeah. high up the hog while we sit who here Who butts off.
2: May, may I ask, who do they pay those carbon credits to?
0: Themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably, Bill. <laughs> yes. Very convenient. <laughs> oh, my well, God. I, I don't know
1: who do they pay it to. Do they pay it to the government? Is You know, money you I, I've never seen like,
0: like a I never seen like a carbon credit bank anywhere or anything. So I maybe that's <laughs> exactly. all a lot of hooey. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but you know, I, I
2: mean, I don't mind. I, I remember the first time I recycled, and this is going to age me, but was nineteen seventy six. I was at at Penn State at the time, and they had these. These two tractor trailer, uh, uh, tractor trailers, set up in the parking lot, and people were taking their cans into uh, the to be recycled. And I remember taking some cans in there, uh, and um, a woman said to me, "Oh, oh, oh, you can't throw the can in there. You have to take the label ooh. of the can off." Of
0: course, yes, <laughs> you know. Uh,
2: and, and take the lids, both sides of the can. You have to take those <laughs> off too. And I thought, wow, this is a lot of trouble, but I'll do it.
0: Yes. Well, that lady knew her cans. I mean, obviously.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but my point is, my point is, did I did a, guess can it can dance a dance too. It, it <laughs> isn't enough for us to do things individually anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, more and more and more, and uh, I, I don't know.
0: Well you know, it's funny, in our town we have a recycling can that you have to put out next to your regular barrel now. It's sure, we have yeah. two yeah, two separate and uh then they tell us, Well, we're not taking those anymore. We're not we're not recycling we're not recycling plastic something or other anymore, you know? Oh. And I'm thinking, well, wait a second, you did it for years. Why stop now?
2: Well they're not they're not taking newspapers anymore. Well, um, I mean I I guess you can still put the newspapers and cardboard out in the right. recycling, but, uh, but they're not doing anything. I think they just throw it out. So what's the point of that? Why don't you just put <laughs> it in with your garbage?
0: Well, If uh, they're going
2: to throw it out the other end anyway. I don't think they're doing anything more with, well, how many people get newspapers Any? Uh, I'll tell you what
0: is, what's consistent about these companies, though, is that their fees keep going up. We'll, we'll put, this year they increased the fees here, and they cut back on what you could put out so think
2: well not only that do you uh, do you have <laughs> we got a little uh, thing in the in the mail that said if you have anything sticking out of your garbage oh you
0: that can
2: that's a no no you can't Uh-oh. do that that's I don't know cheating
0: what happens. yes cheating I guess cheating.
2: they take it out and put it put it on the side of the road uh I don't know
1: they throw it back in your yard for you to clean up. <laughs> As, soon as they throw it there, yeah, throw the, it on their lawn. The meter man coming down the road going, ah, oh, all right, uh, uh, cigaries, yeah, that's
0: a $50 fine. <laughs> well, congratulations, President Trump. Now, I guess New Hampshire's what this uh, this coming week
3: in you know? a week, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, and and they're saying, Oh, Nikki Haley's really strong in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley's the one to watch, you know, they're they're pushing her. Uh, like, like you, you gotta
2: wonder why, right?
0: Well, yeah, okay, what happens? What happens if she doesn't win in New Hampshire and doesn't have? Well, you, you know, know, she comes in third again. What happens? Do you know what the third the third election is? South Carolina. And they're saying That's that she's behind. State. They say she's behind by thirty points in her home state. Oh, so well, wait a minute. You know, South
1: Carolina. I mean, you know, you're talking about the race baiting and the race card. She should do well there, right?
0: Well, no, I actually well she she was what, the governor of South Carolina at one time. Yes. Well, yes. You would think that she would win that state handedly, but I guess DeSantis did such a terrible job. Well, <laughs> well DeSantis is, is losing right now in Florida in the polls
1: to uh, Trump. Well, so, he's bet everything. He's bet his state. Uh I mean, he spent so much money on Iowa. Oh, he did. Know, and and and, he and did. you know you look at how many times Trump went there, which was a lot, but I think he did five times the amount of visits that Trump did, and it got him second place, a distant second place. You know,
0: it's interesting. I was wondering, we've talked about this before. Uh, what do candidates do when they drop out with the excess money, if they have excess money they in their coffee? Well, yeah, yes and no. I they, think
2: they do get to keep it, right? They
0: can't, they can't keep it for personal use. Like, okay, right. I'm going to go buy a car. But see, it's a blurry, fudgy kind of thing. What they can do is mm-hmm. they they can start like a super pack or a pack and mm-hmm. they can employ themselves in the pack. You know, the reelection mm-hmm. in twenty twenty eight of me can't pack, right? And yeah. they can give themselves mm-hmm. a nice little salary because they have to stay they have to make a living for the next four years till the next election. They've made it so you know, you can't take it directly, but you can if you're a creative Take it, so you could build yourself a campaign headquarters on a beach somewhere. <laughs> exactly, <private> beach. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the reelect me campaign, uh, Myrtle Beach. Yes,
1: <laughs> no one would question that. <laughs> no, that it looks good to hey, me. Hey guys,
2: do you think there's any chance that um, Nikki or Ron would be VP?
0: Uh, Under I hope not. Trump? I hope not. I don't think Nikki has a snowball's chance in Hades uh, to be vice president, but I think DeSantis, uh, I think, like we talked about earlier, when I think it was B- Bill mentioned about how, uh, you know, he was conciliatory and stuff like that, too. Yeah. He, he might go with DeSantis because I think their political policies are very similar.
2: Oh, very similar.
0: Um, very similar. But DeSantis has got to warm up now he's got to start warming
1: up if he doesn't
0: yeah he's, he's got well he could learn from Trump he really could if he's if he, Trump has look at Trump is really casual and really comfortable in in front of a crowd uh, I was surprised to see how awkward DeSantis seems to be in front of a group he he doesn't seem comfortable in front of strangers which is not good for a politician you know um uh, I th- I, I've i watched him, and every time he speaks in front of his supporters, there's an awkwardness. His, I think, Pat, you said it yesterday. His wife seems more comfortable. Well, f-
2: she was uh, uh, a broadcaster, so yeah. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. She, yeah, she's very, very uh, comfortable in front of the, the camera, certainly. But uh, there there's something awkward about Ron DeSantis um, yeah. that he— but, but yet he does connect with, with uh, he connected with a lot of Iowans, so he can do it. They say there was a, a one guy who was interviewed, just a, a guy on the street kind of thing. He said um, that he was surprised at how personable Ron DeSantis is one-on-one when, when you meet him at a diner or whatever. He's mm-hmm. very personable, but it's when he's in front of a crowd speaking that he sort of tenses up. He's not the same person, but well,
1: I guess then, you could
2: say that about a lot of us, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Then what he needs to do is kind of an old radio trick, you know, and they sit there, you know, you get behind that microphone and you think of all the thousands of people, or you look at the picture of the city on the left wall, picture one person. And that's all you got to right. do. Just talk to that one I did, but that person,
0: person was laughing. <laughs> you, know, you, you picked the wrong clown then, well, you know? Well, <laughs> I did that. He's laughing. Anyway, um, it'll be interesting. <laughs> well, sp- you're funny, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you see where uh, this is interesting? Kind of a step away from politics for a second. The FAA has been criticized for its latest diversity and inclusion hiring initiative. They're going to be hiring people with uh, hearing problems, vision problems, uh, people who vision are m- honestly, I'm not kidding uh. you. People who are missing— ex- I'm the pilot. This is true: missing extremities, <laughs> partial paralysis, complete paralysis, and epilepsy, severe intellectual disability. Uh, this yeah, is a flashing this, red light the, on the console. Pat, there, this, is this, is the, this is this is an honest to god list: severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability, and dwarfism. Wow. Oh. Can't reach the foot controls. Anything, the <laughs> well, rudders. I hope this isn't a pilot. Yes, I mean, but well, this... you know, if you're going to be you inclusive, it, you, you got a... to include everything. You know,
2: you see it. You see a pilot coming on with a guide dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of those
0: yes, white yes. chicks. Yeah, you find out that his controls are in Braille. Holy uh, oh, oh, mm-hmm. smokes! He's got he's got books strapped to his shoes <laughs> so he can reach the, <laughs> the rudder controls. Oh my God! But oh, you know is why difficult. is it? Another, now you're going to wince when I say the next one. They have just made a CEO of a major airline. I don't want to say the airline because I don't want to get in trouble. But this CEO of this major airline who's backing all of this, he's very supportive, his, his hobby is to dress up and drag. Oh. His hobby. So, I mean, I don't know. If you were... The CEO of a major airline. Would you want? Would if you were a stockholder? <laughs> would you want? Hey, look at this guy. You know what he does on the oh, weekends? Come on,
2: come on, Jim. There's no shame anymore. Shame has gone. Or uh, keeping things to yourself. There's none of that anymore. You know,
0: I keep thinking Go about on, what my dad
2: with the times.
0: I know. I keep thinking about what my dad would say. My my dad. <laughs> I think to myself, my dad wouldn't believe it. He wouldn't believe what's going on in in the world, what's being accepted. I saw this funny thing. um, It was sent to me. There was a time when parents had to teach their kids about the birds and the bees. Today, parents have to teach the kids about the birds and the bees, the bees and the the bees, the birds and the birds, the bees, the birds, and the birds who look like bees, you know, I mean I mean this thing goes on and on and on. Hey, yay. I mean, um, this is the kind of world we're living in and my dad would never believe it, by the way. My dad would he, he would have told me I'm lying and go to your room, you know. Um <laughs> but, but dad, I'm sixty, go to your room anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Um so it, we now have a CEO of an airline who is um uh, a big fan of cross dressing in public, at dances. With his friends, <laughs> hey, and then we have uh, a we have the FAA, you know, which I think is under the auspices of what one Mister Pete Buttigieg. Oh, of course.
1: Uh, well, yeah. there you go. That's yeah. Mister Inclusion himself. He is an inclusive. Yeah, uh, Mark Cuban. You know, he was called out now. Of course, not by just Elon, but apparently somebody was having a joust with him that was caught on video. I don't yeah. know the, the yeah. audio, but <laughs> yeah. where where the guy goes, well, you know, what about inclusion for you and diversity and all yeah. of this? You know, and uh, equity, and you goes, know what he said. Why don't you have dwarf women, dwarf yeah. Asian women on your team? <laughs> You're back <laughs> on the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: but I'd like to see that game. That, oh, oh my god, you'd you'd have one guy picking up the mm. short guy to take the baby. You know, I'm looking stores. at the video of
1: patty cakes, just shaking her head right. <laughs> <laughs> what have I gotten myself into, she's saying? Um Patty Cakes, B, BK and Jim. And, you know what? <laughs> we we got the P we got the P B and J show. <laughs> there
2: you go. <laughs> you know what though, guys? What guys, did you ever think that maybe um maybe we're the ones who uh, need to lighten up a little bit and accept some of this stuff, not accept some of this stuff, but at least be uh, uh, a little more uh, not accepting. What is the word I'm looking for?
0: Uh, Well, you know, I would say that maybe,
2: maybe, I mean, what, what uh, this stuff is out there now.
0: Well, you know, fighting I,
2: it and saying, you know, I, I, I don't want to well, see this.
0: I used to it's think not- that I was, I was. Is it that I'm jealous? Maybe I'm jealous because I just don't look good in spandex. But then, <laughs> but then I look at some of these guys who are in spandex, and they look like ten pounds of hooey in a five pound bag, and they're proud of it. I mean, they walk and prance around in, in their spandex, whatever, uh, with their. Their uh, guts. I mean, you would think that if you're going to do this, well, it's you'd work not to it work out.
1: Look, it's the feel, you know. It's oh, just okay. still so sexy <laughs> on your skin.
0: You say I that want, you're they, very but, convincing, but
2: the, do they care about what what others think? Like, I I, no. I, I, I go to a Pilates class, uh-huh. and you know, uh, some people don't care if they <laughs> let it all hang out. You know? they, they're, they're, they're there for one reason and one reason alone, which is to to work out. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it's healthier to just put your spandex on and not worry about any of the ripples. <laughs> I think
1: some of it is a kink or a perversion. Case in point, I used to live in West Virginia, down in Charleston. I programmed a station down there for a while. but. There was a guy, I won't say his name, but people from down there would know, you know, if you say, I think it was Winthrop, is it was a practicing attorney, a good attorney at that, you know, well-respected, married, had kids and all this, but he liked to dress up in miniskirts and go to the Walmart and, you know, nothing underneath, you know, had the garters and hose. And then if there was kids or something like that, loved to bend over and give them a free show, you know, perversion. But And everyone knew, and he would just sit there and buy his stuff and go up to, and he talked real sexy and everything and just prim and proper. He wanted you to believe that he was a woman, and I would sit there and I'd see that, and I'm going, I never would have believed it until I saw it. And then I just ignored it because I'm going, as long as he's not hurting me or shoving it down my throat. Now, him doing his little free show for the kids, that was wrong.
0: I mean, look, at, know, <clears throat> look at our deputy uh, surgeon general. Uh, Rachel Levine, he, um, I mean, he was he was Richard Levine until about three years ago in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Uh, he has he he's he's dad to some kids. Uh, he spent most of his life, like I said, uh, as a guy, and one day he decided he looked better in a skirt and, and long hair, and God. Someone should sit him down and say, no, you're wrong. You really don't. But uh, You know, maybe that's good for him, but it's
1: not good for everybody else, and he should not impose that on them. You know, acceptance of, you know, if somebody goes, you know, I really do feel this way. Do you really? Okay. You know, then that's your thing. But that's as far as it should go. And then you just sit there and say, if they can do the job, they can do the job. You know, uh, well, I'm not going to get into,
0: you know, You know, dictating what they can and can't. There are people out there who are going to look at this, this move by the FAA as being uh, oh a terrific thing. You know, they're going to start getting giving people who would normally have been passed over an opportunity to work for the federal government. But I mean, like you said, do you want to have somebody in the control tower who? They're going
2: to start driving
0: (laughs) everywhere. I mean, so
2: it's a thousand mile trip, no problem. Well, just the two of us will take turns driving.
0: Geez. I mean, oh, geez. I don't know, folks. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but then again, nowadays with this administration, a lot doesn't. Um, this, uh, I guess, the, 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 I'm reading something else here. The Biden administration unveils a new regulatory proposal Friday that would introduce a new tax. On the fossil fuel industry, so the, the a new tax. A new tax. It's it's bad. It's not. It's right. bad enough that they've stopped drilling altogether. But the 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 wells that are producing right now, they want to make it more expensive for them to produce fossil fuels. You know, somebody told me recently that fossil fuels is actually an inaccurate term for what uh, we produce. You know, what what oil actually is, and that it was created by Rockefeller. I mean to make it sound like it's finite somebody said that the actual fuel the oil is constantly being created by our by the earth there's new oil being made all the time that's what
2: Well Trump says that yeah. isn't that uh, the basis for what he says there's so much of it that
0: Well uh, Rockefeller
2: we'd be a great, Yeah a great I'm sorry
0: Rockefeller wanted people to believe that it was a finite amount of oil Yeah and, and actually, I guess, all the time, it's being created by our earth. That's... And
1: The amazing thing is, uh, how to, uh, for supply of oil, mm-hmm. we are sitting on the land that has the biggest amount, I believe, or at least one of the biggest amounts that's be, that produces, and yet we've limited our capacity to do it. Well, Joe's done away with it. And even if, we, if Trump were to come back in and say we're going to fire it back up, it's going to take at least a year to two years to get the infrastructure back up to to compliance to sit there and produce and safely produce oil. Well, and oil, you know, you can make an engine that can burn pretty clean,
0: uh, but you know, we're, you see we're where not there. Uh, Hertz is sending back twenty; they're selling twenty thousand electric cars. They have a fleet of electric cars that they they want to get rid of because nobody wants them. They, people are coming in saying uh, well we have a deal right now mr. Harrington on you know, the electric car over there I don't want it. I want the gas car over there please people mm-hmm. are not taking the electric cars so Hertz has finally said 20,000 of them for sale but well, who's who's gonna buy them
1: I don't know they're selling them cheap I could tell you this enterprise because I'm drove up here in a rental car because mine is in the shop and and I asked I said, well, you know, what percentage of rental cars are uh, electric? He goes, oh, we have the hybrids and we have the electric. So, what? What's the percentage? About 05 percent, just not even a half a percent of people want them. So they're they. He goes, we send them out to California, and when they don't get rented there, we sell them. You know, for about twenty thousand bucks, and sometimes cheaper. Now, Pat, well, you, you have an electric car. To,
2: we, I do, and uh, you you have to plan and it's it's a whole different mindset from uh, but but i also have a regular gas powered car so i have the best of both worlds yeah. and I, I i believe that it's a good thing to uh uh try to go electric um why not well, and they're wonderful cars especially well you have you a know, great Tesla's
0: you have a I, you fantastic. know i'm i'm convinced that that elon musk has a plan b for tesla if you, they they see that people aren't well, they're buying electric, him in his cars. Well, I think he's going to end up having a gas version of the Tesla down the road, or or if not gas, another something alternative. Yeah. yeah, another alternative fuel. Well, she said something very
1: important, uh, you know, and that is with an electric car, you have to plan.
2: Yes, and
1: that is something that men don't do.
2: Well, not only men men don't do. Well, I, I would. I, object to that. My husband's a planner.
1: Um, well, good. Planner. I'm good for him.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, he really is a planner. He's always on top of, of things, and he likes the latest technology. I mean, our house is a, a smart house. Mm-hmm. Everything you have to ask um, Alexa in a certain way to turn on lights. You can't just say, turn on kitchen lights. Yeah. <laughs> you have to say, turn on counter lights. <laughs> not think like you know yeah um, uh like that but but uh teslas are wonderful cars oh i I know what i was gonna say with hertz i don't think that electric cars are uh a good idea if you're renting a car because then you have to worry about recharging it you have to worry about finding uh a charging station and, and all of that whereas if you if you own um an ev you can just charge it in your house you don't have to so much worry about that if you're you know driving 10 miles a day or 20 miles a day uh, I, think
0: right. a diff- I think you're right
2: i think you're right different story if you're if you're renting it a lot of hotels don't have charging stations i found no. a, lot a lot of, of
0: dealerships them. though pat uh, are also sending their cars they're complaining to the the brand um what's the dealership oh gosh I'll think of it when the show's over. That happens a lot at my age. but um, uh, there are certain brands of cars that are the dealers are sending their stuff back. they don't they actually they're they're threatening to drop their dealerships uh, if they don't take the car company doesn't take the electric cars back off their hands because they're just sitting on their their lots taking up space. People don't want them. I mean,
2: well, they don't want certain ones, Jim. I mean, Tesla's, um,
0: it's a difference.
2: I see a lot of Tesla's around here.
0: Yeah.
2: Really. I, I, I didn't used to like even a year ago, but now you see a lot of Tesla's and, um, places like Wawa are starting to have, uh, charging stations in the back. And if you take any trips, uh, you know, uh, the car will tell you how far it is to go to the next charging station. If there are charging stations that are, are full, it'll direct you to the next charging station uh, as far as location is concerned. So um, it's, it's. I'm not going to say
0: anything more about it because I've heard some frightening things about electric cars that, uh, and my buddy has one. So I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> meaning you I uh, mean <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any more, but i, I uh, think they're not perfected yet for the most part. if anybody has perfected them, it's Tesla. I think they, they've oh, been yeah. way ahead of the curve. the other companies like also ran so they figured, oh, we gotta get an electric car out there, and, and the, you
2: know, they're so expensive by other but Tesla's bringing the prices down. that's another thing that I have to uh applaud Elon for um they're they're in the 30s. Uh I
0: now think it's to- one of the best looking cars on the market market. Yeah. Market? Yeah. Market. There's Boston yeah. coming Yeah. Out there. Well, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a little tired, and I am from Boston and I've only been away from the place for 40 years so you think I'd lose <laughs> the accent but uh, anyway, um it'll, I I don't know whether electric is the answer in the future as an alternative fuel. Uh, Bill and I have talked about there are other things out there that you would think they would look into.
1: Well, let me chime in here because I was uh, trying to jump in earlier. You know, when you talk about electric and you talk about what was in between before everything went all electric by Biden. Oh, we got to do electric. Get rid of gas. There was the hybrid car and they're still out there. Now, I do know people with the hybrids. And the nice thing about that is because people go, why can't you have a self-charging car? And it's. It's you get into the technical mathematics, the whole nine yards of the dynamo. But what itself uh, or uh, a hybrid car works is that you have gas, you're primarily gas, but then the electric kicks in and it sits there and it supplements that. You get better gas mileage, cleaner burn that you go with, and you have the electric backup because the alternator builds up that battery. You don't have to plug it in. It's a nice bridge. But the other thing, uh, is hydrogen? You know, we're basically you're putting water in uh, yeah. the engine.
0: Yeah, this supposedly is. Uh, there are supposedly engines out there that are perpetuating. Uh, and uh, is it hydrogen? Where the uh, end result, the byproduct is, is water. Hydrogen is that. Yeah. And now
1: there's there's charging stations out in California. Whereas if you take your electric car and plug it in, you're there for a while. You know, you get a book, you're going to read it.
2: You're uh, not. No, you're not. You guys, <laughs> no.
0: Well, no, well t- Tesla is different. Tesla has yeah. a faster charger. Well, but... yeah, but th- they do. The super,
2: it's called the supercharger, and it is. I mean, you can, uh, you can charge uh, totally for 20, 25 minutes. I mean, that's enough time to go in, get yourself a, a sandwich.
0: <laughs> you know what's really good about that is if you're waiting in line to get a charge, get two books. Because, you, you you know, you got to wait for all these other cars to charge. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to remind my, my friend, I can go to a gas pump and I can fill up in three minutes. But that's just me, you know. Well, you know, with the hydrogen, it only is like filling up your tank. It's only a few minutes
1: and you're on the way. And trucks that do that. Now, I have seen Tesla trucks that, that really book it. But, you know, you talk about those mountain grades. I don't know how they do. I've heard good and I've heard bad. But the ones... That are the alternate fuel that aren't aren't gas. Those seem to do the grade, and you got to think about it, you know a box truck is
0: not good. We we depend on trucking. I heard Tesla's really. F- I heard they have a real incredible uh, torque, a real pickup.
2: Oh, they do. They yeah. do. Yeah.
0: They really. Well, uh, yeah. There's no how- gearing. It just.
2: How about the urine powered cars or the corn powered cars? <laughs>
0: what the, oh, the the wait wait the, the urine?
2: Ready of that. The urine. urine. Really? As so you yes. don't. So you
0: don't even have to pull into a rest area. <laughs> no, yeah, you pull out the hose from the glove box. And... <laughs> what
2: are those traveling funnels? When,
0: when I was uh, when I used to take the train in New York, I, I was friends with the engineer, and he told me about the motorman's friend. You know what the motorman's friend was? Yeah, we know what that is. It, it is a yeah. funnel with a long tube that goes down the inside of your pants. To a to like a, a gallon container and the train the engineer didn't have to get off the uh, seat to relieve himself at least that way you know the motorman's friend so I, I can see something like that being an accessory on the new urine powered <laughs> no, um,
2: there, there are there are vehicles that are powered by urine uh-huh. and there's a vehicle that's powered by um excess grease from oh um, yeah, yeah. From red- if you've seen
0: that. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> the excess grease. Hey, your car smells like a French fry, Mr. Harrington. What is this?
2: Um, <laughs> I'm salivating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be powered by feces. and then never... Oh, no. He had to go there. Although I have to tell well, you, urine, I, I mean, was thinking the first there. thing I thought of when I thought of uh, a urine-powered car is you, they could call it the <laughs> wicked Pissa, You know, yeah. Uh, well that'd be a Boston car, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly, <laughs> oh my God, so I, I'm looking at the clock on the wall. We're almost near the well, end of the program. Do you believe that? do you have anything you want to add, Pat before we we uh we talked about a, a bunch of stuff, but maybe you have some things you want to throw in there that no you're, well, you're, you're good
2: one thing, and uh, I don't know why, but I felt really a lot better reinvigorated after iowa and i know i was Iowa's a small state but just watching last night just seeing how people were into voting and how um i mean you know talk about democracy it was it was really nice to see and i know it's only one state and it's the, the beginning of mm-hmm. uh of a year of bedlam <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes I
2: f- I felt better having, when I went to bed, I, I felt re-energized, maybe. I wondered if you guys felt that way, too.
0: I did, cautiously so, I think. I, I yeah. did feel that way. Like, I, I thought, boy, that's great. I think what made me feel really good was it was a record performance by Trump. People don't realize that. The mm-hmm. the, the largest victory prior to this was 12% by Al Dole. Yeah,
3: Bob, Bob, Dole. Bob Dole. 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 Yeah. Al Dole. And no, Al Dole wasn't it's running. Brother Bob. Wait,
0: No, Al Dole wasn't running that year. It was Bob. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. Yeah. Dole was famous for saying, you can call me Al. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, all you know, right, guys. A, yeah. Pick the, on the old guy. Go ahead. That's all right. Yeah. The yeah, New
1: York Times, a never-trumper Never actually did a piece of uh, the biggest comeback. I think, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Larry Kudlow? Cudlow was talking about yeah yeah Cudlow that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about it and saying yeah, you know this guy is pointing out even though he's a never Trumper saying, well, you know this is the biggest comeback in history and it's going to be and you have to go back and look at the three positive things from Trump during his administration. He he was securing that border, that was number 1. Number 2, he invigorated, uh, you know, the middle class and, and their ability to afford things with better wages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, um, if I can read my writings of fuel, fossil fuel. Uh, no, he was.
2: Um, get milk and draining bread.
1: the swamp. Draining oh, the yes. swamp. Yes. You know, he was working on that in a third term. He could probably get the job done. So even people that are never Trumpers and some of the left people are going, maybe it's time to embrace this guy. So, yeah, you know, you do feel better. But then I got to say there's the Joy Reads and the Rachel Maddow's of the world that will sit there and uh, have us back to wanting to barf in our bags here soon. Because they're going to have all their left-leaning tirades and name-calling and evil spewing. Uh, They already started it yesterday. You know, Pat.
0: Being a professional broadcaster that you are, uh, for those of you who don't know, Pat worked for a number of years as a news anchor on one of the uh, biggest uh, news stations in the world, not just the country, uh, WCBS. Um, I don't understand how a company like NBC or, or a company like CNN can look at their product and say, okay, our ratings are down the tubes. Because we've gone in this direction and we've become very partisan. Uh, we used to be a much bigger company, more successful when we were neutral and we just gave you the news. But we're going to keep it that way. We're not going to fix it. We're just going to let it slide because we like the agenda. I mean, if I was a stockholder, I'd be going nuts if because I owned.
2: It's safe. It's-, it's, safe. it's safe to do that. Uh, and, and they're so big. Uh, there's power in that, and it's it's safe. They don't have to change anything. That's why. Wow. Uh, That's my uh, theory anyway.
0: You retired uh, at the yeah. right time, buddy. You really did.
1: <laughs>
2: sure. uh, anyway.
1: Make up for that money somewhere else because they're losing. Well, in Canada, we mentioned it before. Uh, Trudeau actually, they, he subsidizes the media. And the media, as long as they, they spew his his message – you know they they get their money they don't have to go to Can you say
0: PBS <laughs> I'm just saying NPR <laughs> um you know it was funny there's a guy named Chris Plant, who does a talk show in in Washington he says I do a show and I have one producer and one engineer he says over at NPR they have 26 people doing a morning show oh that's true <laughs> uh, up
1: here in Boston the the NPR station they they have something like 75 mm-hmm. to 100 people on the payroll, and they're talking about one show where the guy does a 20-minute, you know, yeah. whatever it is, and only a couple of times a week, and I'm going
0: like... What are they doing? Know. Where's the money go? I know, it's amazing. Hey, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868.
1: Mail at itsanotherday.com. we using mail at itsanotherday.com because there are three people here, so the... The other one doesn't apply anymore. Oh, okay. You're, you're such a good guy.
0: You really are. You've, I know. You've, you've, hey, you know very what? Very accommodating.
1: Even the, even the little podcast thing there, it says, uh, uh, I think it says Jim, Bill, and Pat.
0: Ah, uh-uh. you included uh-huh. Pat on the podcast thingy? Well, wow. She said she's going to be here, so I figured well, you know, I mean, she's don't, I show, mean, so no, you yeah. She's. Guys. This is her second day. She may, have, she may be having you're second like thoughts. <laughs> yeah, she could. And
1: then then it goes back to Jim and Bill, and it'll be a lonesome (laughs) duo.
0: Hey, but you know, the thing is, Pat, I got to tell you, um, you are using it just doing your laptop audio, and sometimes you get stepped on, not because we want to step on you, but because we can't hear you. So, uh, yeah, I don't want you to think that we're being intentionally rude. Buddy.
2: Oh, no not at all oh, not but, at all
0: but but sometimes it it's
2: just happy to be here
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny <laughs> Ann listened to
1: the show yesterday and she goes that was a great show it's nice to have uh Pat on because it's a whole new perspective and there were a couple of things well, where she she's, she's a lot smarter than we are said, Bill. you know so she was like she was rooting for you saying no. you, you nice. were a great addition and it was it was a nice she's a know, lot compliment. smarter than we are <laughs> well yeah, she's smart you know? he's smart yeah, smart.
0: Yeah, she's anyway. wicked smart. Yeah. Now, the question is will she come back tomorrow and we should leave that <laughs> we should leave that cliffhanger out there so people have to tune in to find out will Pat be with us tomorrow or will she bail? Be listening tomorrow at the same time on no, this I very she... same podcast. I Maybe I'll get
2: my roadcaster uh, fired up because
0: I'm doing this on
1: my phone now. Oh, I, oh the road, Oh, you got a roadcaster? I got one of yes. those. They're, that's a yeah. great. Uh, I'm using uh, the Taskam. Oh, uh, come on, right guys! Before. Don't
0: start talking <laughs>
1: technical shop here. <laughs> yes,
2: you know. Indeed. Yeah,
1: I have a roadcaster. Hey, she's, <laughs> she's one of the fellow crew now. She's got a roadcaster. Those are nice.
0: All right. Uh, are you going to end with your standard goodbye? Are you going to do the uh, the show ending or? <clears throat> you ready? Go ahead. Standard goodbye. No. That's not no. it? <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> Hasta
1: la vista.
3: We are out of here.
0: This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?